This is the Nerd and Tie Podcast. Welcome to Bullshit Free Witchcraft. We are here for yet another episode. I am your host, Trey Dorn, and this is the podcast where we dig into the modern witchcraft movement without uh, letting ourselves get dragged down by any of the typical bullshit, which tends to be out there, because there's a lot. And uh, (laughs) it's just sort of how it is. Now, I hope all of you had a good month. I did not, but whatever. Um, That was fine. Just nothing exciting. And in this episode, we are going to tackle the Wiccan Reed. Understanding it, where it came from. And yes, yes, I know, this is just a Wiccan thing. I, I, This is a general witchcraft show, but we're doing... I'm dropping back to covering a little bit of Wicca again, but I will explain why I think that understanding how the Reed came about, what its sources were and looking at uh, its interpretations, like looking at all of these things helps us understand uh, how ideas evolve throughout it. And also, I, th- I think it's interesting. Uh, but also, mostly, it's because for those of you who know what I do outside of this podcast, one of the things I do is I help run a convention, which happens to be taking place on the same weekend as the release date for this episode. <laughs> And I had the choice of doing a poorly researched episode on a topic that was different, or I could do this, where I have piles of research already done and have been talking about it for like a couple of decades. So I went with the one where I could deliver you good information. I think we all agree that that's probably the better choice. So, if you're a Wiccan, strap in. You might not know some of this stuff. If you're not a Wiccan, uh, keep listening. It's it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Uh, so let's let's talk about the core philosophy, the core moral philosophy of Wicca. Now, before we dig into the background, let's talk about what the read is. The read is eight words long. It is, and it harm none, do as you will. There are other phrasings of it, but that's that's the typical one. And these eight words have have a lot of weight, and there's been a ton of debate over the decades as to what exactly these words mean, what exactly is, uh, you know, what is harm, how what... Uh, and whether or not it's a call for pacifism or if uh, defensive action is considered that prevents harm, if that's considered not doing harm. And all of these debates have merit, and I think that there's a, a grand place. But before we start, I think it's really important to mention that the read, R-E-D-E, that is a word that means advice or counsel. This is not a rule that is set in stone. This is not a moral dictum from the gods. This is what we're supposed to do. Not what you have to do. Not what what you're supposed to do. Now, 
we can have a whole debate about the threefold rule because I don't buy the threefold rule, and I that might end up being its own episode. I maybe I'll touch on it later in this one. I haven't decided yet. I'm still writing the script while I record, <laughs> but. The reed itself is not enforced by any higher power, even though Wiccans believe in a higher power, in theory. Um, the reed is just what you're striving for, what you're trying to do. You're trying not to you know, cause harm. And and so, well, I think all of the, a lot of the um, moral arguments around the reed tend to forget that, or at least they don't even remotely acknowledge it. The fact that this is what we're trying to do. And if you don't do it, does that mean you're doing... If, if you cause harm and you're calling yourself a Wiccan, is that what you should do? Maybe not. The reed says you shouldn't do harm, right? But you don't start becoming... You don't stop being a Wiccan because you don't follow the advice. And uh, I don't know. It's just something to think about that this is not a dictum from on high... This is a, if you are a witch, you should, if you are a Wiccan witch, oh my god, please don't at me. I am so sorry, the slip of the tongue there. If you are a Wiccan, that's what you should be trying to do. I'm so sorry. You know, far, yeah, no, it's almost fell into a stereotype there. Woof. Wicca and witchcraft are different things. I mean, Wicca is a type of witchcraft. Witchcraft is a larger umbrella. I'm a bad person. Anyways, <laughs> as I beat myself up, let's go back to actually talking about the subject at hand. The Reed's best-known published appearance is the final couplet of the poem, uh, Reed of the Wicca, uh, uh, usually attributed to uh, Lady uh, Gwen Thompson in a 1975 issue of Green Egg. Uh, Thompson claimed it was written by her grandmother, Adriana Porter, but uh, since in those days so many people were again claiming that he practiced a quote-unquote uncovered secret family tradition, it's highly questionable. Uh, and the read predates this poem, um, though, though, though Thompson made no claim that the poem Read of the Wicca was the actual source of the phrase. Uh, and it's it's we have to remember that very clearly. Some people will misattribute her poem as the source, but that's not it. And the origin is so much more complex. The earliest known reference in Wicca to the reed comes from uh, the old laws or the ordains, which uh, were in Gerald Gardner's Book of Shadows by the early fifties. While the majority of this of the ordains are outdated, and really, they're just a Gardnerian thing. Most forms of most uh, Wiccan traditions don't really use them, um, and its authenticity of the ordains has been questioned many, many times. Uh, even by Doreen Valiente, uh, the the origins of the modern read uh, can be found in several places. Uh, one example from the ordains. So it is, Ardain, that none shall use the art in any way to do ill to any, however much they have injured us. And for long we have obeyed this law. Harm none, and now times many believe we exist not. So it be, Ardain, that this law shall still continue to help us in our plight. 
No one, however great an injury or injustice they receive, may use the art in any to do ill harm or any... I really screwed up the inflection there, didn't I? <laughs> Anyways, in his... 1959 book, Meaning of Witchcraft, Gardner said it much more concisely. In reference to the literary character created by uh, Pierre-Louis, uh, he, he says, Witches are inclined to the morality of the legendary good King Possle. Do what you like so long as you harm none, but they believe a certain law to be important. You must not use magic for anything which will cause harm to anyone, and if, to prevent a greater wrong being done, you must discommode someone, you must do it only in a way which will abate the harm. So, obviously, from here, there are some really clear seeds to the modern read statement, and it harm none, do as you will. Um, and, and the phrase, it's not really born in a vacuum, though, and there are a couple of things we have to remember. Uh, <laughs> and that is who, who Gerald Gardner's friends were. Oh, boy. You see, it's, it's fairly well-known and a little mildly embarrassing to a lot of us who aren't really big fans of his, but prior to Gardner's founding of Wicca, he was an avid reader of Aleister Crowley and was at one time a member of the Ordo Templi Orientis. A famous Crowley quotation often dragged into read discussions is, Do what thou wilt. Um, and the wording is similar to section to the second half of the read. But, um, although, do, and so actually, you'll actually see people write, do as thou wilt, as the, as modified versions of the, the read. Um, but, and it's pretty much cribbed from St. Augustine's, uh, I'm going to butcher this Latin here, but diljet quad vis fac, or, Love and do what thou wilt, is how it's commonly translated. Um, and so, yes, we, we do note the irony of using a uh, Christian saint as, the, as, as a source of the Reed's phrasings. Um, but we think it's more likely that, that Gardner, um, I think it's more likely that Gardner picked up the wording from Crowley and the Crowley crib St. Augustine. Um, now, there are some big differences here, though, in what Crowley meant versus what Gardner meant. Um, to what thou wilt, in the case of Crowley, is talking about the concept of the lemmic principle of true will, um, which is like your path. or It's effectively a demand that a person follow their destiny. And the, the core meaning has very little resemblance to the Reed's meaning, which is, you know, the read is more about the, the freedom of, of action and freedom of will and that 
unless it, the the read is implying that as long as you're not harming anyone, you're fine and do what you will. You know, just go out and do stuff, man. Where the uh, Crowley, the Thalamic meeting is very different, and so I don't think that I don't think I think Crowley's phrasing had an influence on Gardner, and obviously, how could it not? He was, you know, he was he was a member of Ordo Templi Orientis. It's there's no way he didn't read that a thousand times, and so for the the read to form with similar wording just kind of of makes sense but it's it, it it's sort of you know <laughs> we we'd I'd be lying if I didn't say that clearly that uh Crowley's writing didn't have an influence on Gardner when the the Wiccan read was created and again let's remember everything in Wicca was created in the 20th century and, uh, yeah. Oh boy, Crowley. Anyways. So now that, now that we have these, these words that, you know, um, and by the way, minor side note, and in the read, A-N means, is all English for if, uh, you know, Gardner liked to flower his language up a bit, um, but it's uh, it's what is what does this mean? Again, we talk about I talk about this at, earlier in the episode, you know, what, just a few minutes ago. But a read means advice, and this means that like the gods aren't going to spank anyone for not following it. Like I think that's really clear uh, that there's no punishment from on high for being a bad person. It's just that you should try and strive to not be an asshole. Like, that's the idea. It's, And I think that's the most understandable version of reality that we live in. It's clear that if, if you believe in this stuff, that, that the gods aren't, you know, smiting anyone. Bad stuff's happening all the time. And so the idea of, of being, when Wiccans adhere to the reed, they're doing their best to... To not do bad stuff. And now I know what you're saying. You're saying, Trey, you just talked about it a few minutes ago too, but there's this uh, law of return, the threefold law in Wicca, where whatever you do comes comes back to you, you know, normally three times. That's what people call it, the threefold rule. It's even in that Reed poem, Ever Mind the Rule of Three. It's a crappy poem. Um, I don't like the, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to get called out, but I just don't like the poem. I don't like the poem. It's it's so pretentious. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, the, the threefold law is not universal within Wicca, and it's not, you know, necessarily exactly connected. It's, I mean... We can see that in the world, like, threefold doesn't come back to you at all, remotely. And I know some people will justify it, saying only those who have self-dedicated to the god and goddess will have threefold returned upon them because they've made that dedication. Or I've seen people say that, oh, no, but it's just cumulative stuff. Or 
I've heard people say, even though it's not described within the religion of having a next life, that that'll come to them in the next life. And that's not... Reincarnation is not remotely universal amongst Wiccans because no single belief in what happens to you after you die is universal within Wiccans because we it's a religion that doesn't describe an afterlife specifically. Like, we've got stuff with, like, between this world and the next around Samhain, but, like... Most Wiccans I know, our attitude towards what happens to you after you die is I guess I'll find out when I get there, and I'm in no rush. Uh, <laughs> it's a piece of knowledge I am perfectly happy keeping, like, not having for as long as possible. Um, but the threefold law, is it really there? Like, was it supposed to be there? I mean, obviously, if you believe in something, it's there, right? So, um, I'm not going to say that you know, believing the threefold law is unwiccan, like many Wiccans believe in it. But I'm saying it's not a requirement to believe in the threefold law to be a Wiccan. And the reason why is that, frankly, and let's be clear, threefold law is not really, like, part of the stuff. See, when you look at the origin of the threefold law, we it, it goes... It really comes back to what I believe to be a misreading of uh, Gardner's High Magic's Aid. Uh, it's a it's a book, it's fictional, um, and when in it one of the initiation rites in in that book is, mark well when thou receivest good, so equally art bound to return good threefold, and that's 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 the origin, <laughs> like. That's where it started. That's where the threefold rule got its start. But did you listen to what I said? It's the the concept um, is that if you do good to a witch or you help a witch within the context, and again, this is, is Gardner's writing, so Gardner never used Wicca. So I'm saying within the context of High Magic's Aid, which is, again, a fictional book um, that was published when witchcraft was still illegal in England, um, that, because, uh, again, Gardner floated his concepts of witchcraft in fiction before he published anything, quote-unquote, non-fiction. Um, <laughs> uh, but the idea is presented within the novel is that um, if you do, if, if, if someone does something good for a witch, the witch is supposed to do threefold as much time good to that other person. The witch is doing the good. So the concept of the threefold rule is that a witch is supposed to, the witch themselves is supposed to return unto the other person threefold. Not the universe, not the gods, just the, it's, it's a manual process, all right? It's a manual process. There's no universal law. It's not reality. It's that if you, so, in theory, if you extrapolate, if you do harm to a witch, the witch is supposed to harm you three times as much. If you do good for a witch, the witch is supposed to do... You as a witch are supposed to do three times the good to the other person. And so, when I hear people talk about... Um, and this is this is a, a frustrating thing. Um, and I see, I see Wiccans doing this to non-Wiccan witches all the time. But I see Wiccans doing it to other Wiccans, too. And it's BS that, like, we talk about cursing... And we talk about offensive magic that, like, yeah, we, we should be trying not to do harm. But I always, like, 
a Wiccan shouldn't be trying to do harm, but we're Wiccans, and so we're following a reed. And when we try to tell other witches that's how, like, oh, you'll get bad threefold, that's how magic works. That's not how magic works, even with our, our own texts. But people misread things, and people repeat things, and it gets put in a nice little pretentious poem alongside the reed that then people interpret as being the source of the reed, which it isn't. Then you get these weird situations where you go on and, and some inexperienced witch, some inexperienced Wiccan starts harping at non-Wiccan witches about curses, about um, offensive magic, or, and, and it's not like for one, while maybe that is forbidden within the, although there, there are debates and arguments, maybe that is forbidden within the, the constructs of the reed, which as a Wiccan, you've signed up to follow the reed that you're going to try to take the advice not to harm other people. Like, but that's on you, man. That's not on the other person casting curses. Like, they're not required. To f like, they, it's it's like if you're a basketball player and you get mad at someone for playing golf. Like, we're both playing sports here, man, but physics are working the same, but you signed up to follow these rules and they didn't. So as a Wiccan, like maybe you shouldn't curse. I don't know. I'm open to the idea these days. <laughs> but there is definitely no universal principle forbidding it. And if someone isn't a Wiccan and hasn't signed up to follow the read, which is again advice and not a dictum from on high, but just a moral philosophy, you can't say that like, you can't, you don't get to tell people who didn't sign up to follow that rule to follow that rule. The read is a thing Wiccans sign up to do. You know, you're signing up to follow that rule, but no one else did. And you can say that that person's being an asshole. Like, uh, you're doing a mean thing. Yeah, you're an asshole. But that doesn't make them not a witch. It doesn't mean that it's as... Witchcraft is neutral, morally. Witchcraft is morally neutral. The witch chooses the morals. Witchcraft is morally neutral. A hammer is a tool. Now, you can hammer in nails, or you can hit someone in the head with it. Both of these are using a hammer. <laughs> You don't get to tell someone they're not using a hammer if they use it for something that you don't think they should do. Now, you again, you can say, hey, you just hit that guy with a hammer. That's an asshole move. You're allowed to say that. But you don't get to say, you're not using a hammer. I feel like that got away from me. Anyways, <laughs> that takes us through yet another month of bullshit free witchcraft i continue to be trey dorn and you can follow the show at tr at <laughs> follow the show on twitter i'm at t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n uh the uh the facebook page for the show is uh facebook.com slash bs free witchcraft um you can find me on tumblr at treygorn.tumblr.com and starting actually technically starting last episode but we didn't mention it the show is now part of the nerd and tie network at nerdandtie.com. What does that mean for the future of the show? There's absolutely no difference because I'm the person who owns that network, so I'm just 
integrating all my podcasts into a single site. But you can still find this website at bsfreewitchcraft.thonline.com. And even if the domain changes for the site, that will redirect to the right. So if you type that in, you will find it. And uh, if you have anything you'd like to tell me, suggestions for the show, do it on the Facebook page, at me on Twitter. Make sure you mention it's about this show on Twitter because I do lots of stuff on Twitter. Um, or you can go to the contact page. That's at uh, bs3witchcraft.trhonline.com slash contact. And uh, give me ideas. Give me your thoughts. Um, if you think this was useful, please let me know. And uh, remember, you can always subscribe to this on iTunes uh, or anywhere else that... Uh, uh, that can take an RSS feed and where you can download podcasts because this is the thing. This is the show. And uh, I will do more funny voices if you guys want me to. I'm, I'm just, I like doing voices. I'm, I'm going to go pull my hair out now and do other stuff that like, oh my God, I'm running out of time. <laughs>